You've heard the pods. Now see the smods. Csmod.com, your one-stop shop for tickets and info to all upcoming live Smodco shows. Babylon, back at the Improv in Hollywood on December 9th. Jay and Bob get old in Colorado. They have a sold-out show on Sunday, December 11th in Greenwood Village. Catch an evening with Kevin Smith for two evenings, actually, December 11th and December 12th in Greenwood Village, Colorado. Jay and Silent Bob get old December 12th south at the Landmark in Colorado. Fort Collins, get ready for Jay and Silent Bob get old on Tuesday, December 13th. Solo Kev in Colorado Springs on December 14th. Colorado Springs gets Jay and Silent Bob on Wednesday, December 14th. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Denver, Thursday, December 15th. An evening with that Kevin Smith in Denver, downtown in Larimer Square, Thursday, December 15th. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Telluride, Friday, December 16th. Kevin Smith dropping by Breckenridge on Sunday, December 18th. Big D, Jason Muse will be in you. Checking in for Marvelous Nerd Year's Eve, December 29th through January 1st, 2017. In this year at the Improv in Hollywood, California, with a Babylon Comic-Con Theater New Year's Eve and New Year's Babel Eve. Bookmark csmod.com and we'll see you in your town soon. If it's three o'clock, it's too late for Luna. Yeah. If it's four o'clock, it's too late for Luna. Yeah. Just think it through, if it's later than two, then I'm sorry but no Luna for you. If it's five o'clock, it's too late for the Luna. Yeah. If it's six o'clock, it's too late for the Luna. Oh, good morning everybody. Welcome to the Smodco Nooner Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I am a host. My name is Marty. I'm with two other hosts. Cassandra. What? You can talk. Oh, I'm a host. My name is Cassandra. Remember me? Hey, and joining us back again, two in a row, we've got Scott Cassidy. Hi, not a host, just hanging out. No, come on. That's that's the definition of a host okay. on this show. Okay. Yeah. So doesn't take much. Did you have fun last week? Yeah, it was great. How's your tooth? Um, I had part of it removed on Friday. They shot me up eight times with Novocaine because I kept feeling it. Uh huh. Oh but they kept yanking on the thing, so they put pulled part of the implant out. Why? Uh, because it's infected, and as, oh, Jesus this, as we speak, it's still infected, and I'm going back in tomorrow. That's horrifying. Yes. So when they were shooting me up, I, my whole body started shaking. It was really weird. I, I think I was just totally horrified. <laughs> Things don't happen easily for you in the tooth department well no he, and he says i'm probably the two percent where the implant doesn't take Ugh. well clearly but apparently this dentist is world famous for implants so oh so i might be his frankenstein so how much um how, how many painkillers are you on right now zero because i'm just gonna tough it out because it's ruining my stomach and i'm out of my mind and it's okay, can, i'm depressed with it on, can, when I'm on can, it. can i have your leftovers no you could i have no, a lot i, I, I have don't xanax <laughs> i have I have leftovers from my wisdom teeth. No, I don't. I'm I'm not a painkiller person. You know why? Hmm. Because painkillers make me incredibly constipated, and I'd rather poop than get high. Frankly, yeah, like exactly. Pooping is awesome. Pooping's a high. Uh, (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Or if you want to join the conversation, this scintillating conversation, uh, we're at uh, Nooner Podcast on the Twitter and on the Gmail and on Tumblr. 
And oh, I, maybe I'll set up the uh, the Skype machine. It's not set up right now, but um, that's how prepared I am. But at least we came in on time, and yeah. seem, things seem to be working well. Uh, Cassandra wasn't here last week because she had an audition. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, booked it. Booked it. Booked it hard. Yeah, boy, it booked it so hard that the the role booked it is so hard aching. that I'm now looking at the time commitment it's going to take and going. <laughs> Um, cool yesterday I don't know if you guys saw this and like I everybody knows I babble on about the news every uh, weekend and to be clear I I am I have accepted the, the the presidential outcome and you know that's this is the world we're in right now and I'm, I'm not so if I if I keep coming back to it it's it's not because I'm whining about it. It's because it just exposes all these other issues that are going on in the world, you know? Mm. Uh, so uh, there was a 28-year-old man in North Carolina who opened fire with a rifle inside uh, Comet Ping Pong, a pizza restaurant in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. So he was from North Carolina. This was in Washington, D.C. And he was there to... Uh, according to him, self-investigate the so-called Pizzagate conspiracy theory. Did you hear about that, Scott? Yes, I did. So the theory is that was uh, propagated throughout the the uh, false news uh, circle uh-huh. was that the Clinton um, Hillary Clinton and her campaign chief were operating a child sex ring uh, operation in the restaurant's back room of that one? or or basement. I think it was a basement. Yeah, and. Um, of that pizza restaurant. So first of all, there's no basement in that pizza restaurant. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um, and then you know, if you were to be to to self investigate something, is that, you would not show it with a, uh, an assault rifle. Assault, yeah. That's kind of you know that scene um, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where he goes to save he goes to save the princess or something, and he murders every single person on his way up yes that's kind of what that yeah. feels like yeah uh yeah when uh is it lancelot who's coming to save uh the the um sir galahad i think it was so, yeah, yeah i don't know exactly yeah, but women, i just right? i just remember oh, no, it's, it's a wedding going on yeah it's a it's wedding a and yeah. he yeah, just yeah. he stabs every single person going <laughs> up the stairs even people he doesn't have to just to oh, it, <laughs> investigate yeah, ex- yeah right to save the the, the, the other guy but it, yeah and so okay so when you see, so something like this happened to me uh, just yesterday. So I was um, looking on the Reddit and I saw that uh, there was a something on, there's a, a thread called Not the Onion, where it's just ridiculous actual news stories. And the headline is, being the president is a bigger, bigger job than I thought. And it's, um, and that's Trump. He said it's a new Gingrich, didn't he? Uh, well, yeah, and that's what it said. It said like he said it was an, Bigger job than I thought, and he thought that like he would inherit the the office staff of the president. He didn't realize that he had to hire, mm. and and it's just a whole string of like just ridiculous things that you're like, okay, this doesn't seem right. I don't know what the independent dot ie like. I don't know what that. that Why didn't anyone tell him before he? But, while he but was here's running. the thing: is like I don't know what this news this news story is. Also, you maybe know? people so, did. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a fake news story. So then I took the quote. And I put it in my Google search. I didn't go out with an assault rifle. I was going to ask you, which gun did you Right, choose? yeah. And oh, I, cool. I went to hunt down Newt Gingrich. <laughs> did you say that? 
Do you see that? After I shot him 17 no, times. If you're investigating, wouldn't you try to show up really secretly and not have be all on? <laughs> like walk in and be like, I'm looking for the pineapple with cheese yeah. special. Right. Wink. You know the what I mean? The one you serve in the basement. But he was there to save the children. That's the thing. It's and retarded. So, but anyhow, turns out that. <laughs> I'm sorry, can I say retarded? Uh, you can say whatever you want. The worst things have been said by both of us here. I never say I, I think, uh, any. Ernie here. I think he was talking about me. I have a potty mouth sometimes. Is that Ernie? Yeah. I'm oh, right. Ernie. Look down here. He set up a mic underneath the table. Yeah. Cool. Hi. Um, I'm a committed pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> I looked. I looked. <laughs> So, uh, but I did a, a search for these quotes. That was my investigation, and it came up USA Today. And USA Today might not be the the most rigorous uh, and deep yeah, diving. To me, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just oh building well, on this bullshit. It's no saying. National Review. It's exactly. It's no Breitbart. But they do have like editorial policies in place, and and it's read by you know a million people a day. So not that that's the the guideline. That's the the, the bar for for what is truth and not. But um, I I trust it. And so Scotty Nell Hughes was. Uh, do you know who she is? No. She's um, this. Sorry. Um, do you? Yeah, she's this Trump <laughs> surrogate, and she came on on um, one of these shows, and she basically said that. Uh, there's no such things as facts. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. cool. And basically, you know, you have your set of facts and I have my set of facts. And so, you know, what's to, who's to say what's actually true? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the gist of what she said. That's... So, sometimes I wonder if I envy those people who have the ability and the type of brain to be able to believe everything and anything. Well, I think that, so it made me think, okay, so people are are seeking the news they want to believe. Mm-hmm. So they have their own sets of like, okay, Hillary, they have their own narrative in their head. And so rather than um, try to deal with things that, that go against that, that narrative. So, okay, Hillary's a crook. She, she killed all these people. She's got these fake emails or she's, she's hiding emails. Then... The FBI comes out and says, okay, well, there's no, no criminal activity going on here, maybe some gross negligence. That goes against my, what I think is true. So then I see all these other news stories that aren't from the New York Times or, or mainstream media that say Hillary Lame. is running a, a child sex ring in, her, in a pizzeria. So I'm like, okay, well, that, that, makes, that, that fits better with my worldview. And then, then these things sort of build and build. And... I was trying to think, okay, not to, where else does this happen? Because I think that this is a, a human quality. We don't want to have to deal with dissonance in our brain. And like, I think about like, um, like health people, like, like people, like all these people sell like crazy health things online and, or they peddle, um, you know, magic water. Or Jonah Hill says he lost his weight with Garcinia Kamboja. Hmm. Click here and order mm-hmm. for twenty five ninety five. Wow. Right, but you could even take it into religion. Sure, no, exactly. It's the same thing. And we all know that's 
and that's that's an easier th- even easier thing to yeah. debunk you know if you look at oh why is the sun in the sky well yeah well that's what i believe right well i have a nose on my face well maybe you don't i don't know if religion is easier to debunk than than food or whatever than, diet than, science than, things n- or no than emails oh right that we all had the opportunity well i think to read. that like with science at <laughs> least there's a to. bar there's a bar of like um like there's that this uh, blogger called the Food Babe. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. She's um, this very attractive, healthy-looking woman who blogs about how, um, how just like crazy shit. Like um, she, uh, there was a, a food additive that was put into bread at Subway, mm-hmm. and then she she published this thing about how this this additive is is. Um, it's the same thing that's used in yoga mats and and flip flops and it's toxic and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And, and, you know, if you inhale it, it's, it's, it can kill you. Um, and that's true of a lot of like dusty things. Like you can inhale like flour and have that be really, really toxic to you. So she was publishing this stuff. And so rather than show her the science or rather fight the public with the actual science of that, it's incredibly safe product she uh subway caved and removed it from their recipe so listen because maybe i'm i thought that was true no i believe that no i said i'm not gonna go eat that flip-flop bread so azodicarbonamide but then why'd subway remove it because maybe it was bad no because it's about pr pr then like the 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 things the the health warnings about that are about inhalation and the inhalation is because it's a fine dust particulate. So, and that's the, th- those warnings are in so many So when things. they toast your sandwich, don't you dare smell it first. <laughs> Otherwise right. you're dead meat. It's actually in the flour processing when they do that. But, um, and then, yeah, so she, anyhow, she, she keeps um, putting all these, these stories out there saying like propylene glycol, which is used in, in which is found in brewed beer, is like the same chemical that is used in antifreeze. I mean, that's like saying, you know, water is also used in antifreeze. So should we not consume yeah, water? Exactly. So th- it's not a, a fair equivalency. So, uh, and it's not antifreeze, I, I think is the, the greater point. So we've got, there's demonstrable science out there. And I guess one thing is what, what you're talking about. is like, I, I'm not super scientific li- scientifically literate. You know, I'm not going to read the stack of, of, of science journals that say that, you know, azocarbonamide is, is uh, safe, you know, but I put my trust in certain things uh, that the people who do read those articles and, or do that research, you know, I guess if, if we really wanted to, to find out if that chemical was safe, we would conduct our own research and do it. And then in light of that, we would read the studies um, that say that it's safe. And then if we don't want to wade through all that, then we have to put our trust in something. Yes. And so I think the, the key is to have critical, critical um, thinking skills where we know we can put our trust in something with, with a fair amount of, of uh, good reason and logic behind it. It's like a TED Talk. Yeah, so wait. So basically, whoever gives a TED talk, we can put our trust in. You're like, you're no, like you're a like TED, a TED talk. Oh Jesus Christ, that's horrible. I don't know why. Like, there's I'm like, mesmerized. There's such a yeah. stigma now about TED talks of night like, mind. But, uh... but no, I, well, I, 
I think that we would, the, the good thing to do would be to teach critical thinking in school, to teach people like, okay, you know, let's look at the pizza story, and or, or, this is a, a harsh example, but, or, or a politicized example, but look at the pizza story, and let's look at the email story, and like, which, you know, where is, what is m most logically happening here, and then how can we figure out, okay, let's search this quote, let's, let's think about this pizza place and let's look and see if there are any connections there. Let's not go in with an assault rifle and let's look at all our daily problems that same way. And that, that I think is a, such a valuable skill to have more than being able to, to recite lines from, from a book or, or, you know, how fucking dare you <laughs> um, do some stupid play. How um, dare you? What? <laughs> Whatever, know. Marty. Did you learn? Can you install your own glass? Um, I can do the research to find the one who, the person who can. And the person who can probably doesn't have the critical thinking skills to not vote. <laughs> but if you have an assault rifle, you do have critical thinking skills. Yeah. It's right. True. Yeah. Everything you do is right at that yeah. moment. 30 rounds of critical thinking in your exactly. motherfucking ass. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Every Holy bullet shit. and idea. Wait, wait, wait. You just made a movie. It's about an English teacher uh, in the zombie apocalypse who has to save his students while still teaching them how to be smart when they have to come back and repopulate the earth. And it's 30 rounds of critical thinking in, in your, your ass, ass, zombies. Right, right. <laughs> Here's your logical thinking. Or, you know, here's your logical fallacy that I wouldn't bust your head off. <laughs> that was my machine gun sound. Pretty good, right? That was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, now, kids, what would Jane Austen have to say about this? Um, I don't know if they teach her in critical thinking. <laughs> I think she was a critical thinker. Is the thinker. only author I could think of so, right now. <laughs> did you do any? Did you have any sort of education in critical thinking? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like I'm smarter than most people I know, so probably. I think you are too. <laughs> but but I, I think if it were formalized, it would be good. I think I've always been smart, though. Yeah. So okay. that's something. I'm not trying to say people aren't smart. Well, also, I think. I think I've always had a brain for this. My dad had this kind of brain, and I just have always had a a... I need to understand everything kind of brain. Right. That being said, I don't need to understand too much to know that Hillary Clinton's not running a sex child sex ring in the back of a pizza place because I also perhaps uh, ignorantly, um, I believe that most people are not pieces of shit. <laughs> like, do I believe... I don't like, know if I feel that way. Do I, like, do I see that there... That there might be, oh, maybe she did lie in some private emails because she's been a politician her entire life. That would make more sense to me than she's running, she's letting old dudes fuck kids in DC. I'd be like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Like, that's not, that's not, that doesn't make sense. That, yeah. that is, that's a pretty big jump from a lifetime in politics making you become someone who's shady and, whatever than a lifetime in politics making you allow dudes to fuck kids. Right. No, those, those things are not. I don't think that's they're, critical they're, thinking, yeah. though. But if anything, that's almost. He like, should have taken his assault rifle into a Catholic church. Oh. Bingo. There bingo. You go. 
And oh, back yeah. to the if you're uh, looking for pedophiles. back to the teachers fighting zombies. A good name yeah. of that movie would be Goodwill Hunting Zombies. Hey, that's hey. A, it's perfect. It'd probably be better than the first one. Uh, I don't like that fucking movie. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's it's There's no zombies. It's very much a male fantasy. And what's the one with um, uh, Robin Williams that was named Goodwill Hunting? Oh, that was good. No, the other one where uh, he's uh, <laughs> no, the he, one with Captain Matt Damon. My, no, you Captain know? My Captain. Dead Poet Society. There you go. There you go. Hunting Dead Poet Society. Something something with the dead and hmm. zombies. And the stuff. dead poets. No, like. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, hunting dead poets. Hunting society. Yeah, like, because we're hunting, yeah. they, they were back from the dead. Exactly. Right. Twilight. Is yeah. Goodwill Hunting, it's a male hunting fantasy? Hunting undead poet society. Yeah. Uh, Goodwill the, Hunting. How about, no, how about this? The Night of the Dead Poet Society. The Night of the Living Dead The Night dead of the Living Dead Poet Society. society. <laughs> Bam. See? I was on to something. What was, right. What's the male fantasy in Goodwill Hunting? Besides that great scene where Ben Affleck knocks on Matt Damon's door and he's not there and he goes... <laughs> And then walks back to his car because that's a nice moment at the yeah. end of the movie um, where that fucking asshole Casey Affleck's like, I want to drive. <laughs> I, it just felt <laughs> like... sexually assault people. Um, just how he's the... He's like this guy who's like tough. He's street smart and tough, but he's also smarter than everybody else. I mean, there, it's like... Oh, okay. There's not a lot of vulnerability I guess when you say it. it like that, yeah. it like, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but, Yucky. And you know, then he like... Them. He picks up like the hot girl in the bar, right? Because he's so smart, and then he like bails on her for no reason. Fuck that movie. Yeah. See, there you go. But here's why I don't think that they would ever teach critical thinking in public schools is because then that gives the voice to like reason, <laughs> and like I think that there's a certain part of the power elite this is maybe a little conspiratorial of me no kidding that likes to have the public malleable and that includes the religious autocracy and that includes like business people who don't want people to think about climate science and how it might you know be bad for the world and it's it's easier if people aren't critical critical thinkers you know because they're easier to be controlled yeah how what was when you got out of religion how did what sort of Critical thinking skills got you out of there. Okay, so at eight years old, my uh, mom, be- she, when I was eight, my mom became a Jehovah Witness. Mm. So for uh, eight years, I was a Jehovah Witness. But at eight, because we were not allowed to celebrate birthdays or Christmas or Halloween, oh, I immediately became an atheist and was upset with the church for eight years and would make a ruckus in the church and uh, oh, you, tease you, the kids. Really? Oh, I hated Wait, so it. So you didn't have birthdays for your first eight years? Nope. Nope. Do you have like the biggest bashes like now still? No, I do have them now. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty good. And I, <laughs> did, I remember. Did you meet Prince? Isn't that weird? Why would he be a Jehovah Witness? But I'm sure it saved it. Well, actually he's dead now. So yeah. how would that even From help him? drug addiction. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, so... Uh, yeah, I wasn't on board with it. So I think it instilled a sense of uh, anarchy in my brain. And hence, I discovered punk rock early on and embraced it because it was against everything. I think that happens, that similar story happens to a lot of Scientologists. Yes. Children born in Scientology. Because yeah. they also have very crazy rules. And yeah. so then it's nice to rebel. Is So Beck's father was really high in the church. Oh, was he? Yeah. And so I wonder. So his grandfather was a, a fluxus artist. Beg pardon? 
a Fluxus artist, sort of like a Yoko Ono, part of that group, uh, 60s um, art he, group. He's blamed for the for ruining the best band in Scientology. Whoa. I'm just, that's what Yoko was. She's blamed for ruining the Beatles. Uh, isn't she? Yeah. The Yoko? So the Yoko yeah. Ono of Scientology oh, I is... Oh, I get it. Um, I didn't realize it was that far of a stretch. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, uh, so, wait, go. Okay, so... Uh, Eight years old. Okay, so 16, my uh, mom had to get uh, leave the Jehovah Witnesses because they don't allow a divorce. Even though my dad wasn't a Jehovah Witness, uh, he actually referred to the Jehovah Witnesses as Jehinky Winkies. Right. And he was against mm-hmm. it, but I think he liked that we left the house every Sunday for three hours and anyway, got out of his hair. So at 16, my mom left the church and we left with her, of course. And uh, I was walking down the street at 16 years old with my brother and my friend Kevin. And I pointed to Kevin, hey, this is our church where um, we weren't allowed to celebrate Christmas, Halloween, et cetera. He runs up to the door, and it was a congregation of 200 people inside the church. He opens the doors and yells, fuck you, mm. which is a hate crime. But mm-hmm. uh, at the time, it was pretty fun. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, that must have been satisfying. Yeah, it was kid. very satisfying because they all came out and we hid behind the trees in the woods and watched them. No. They all came out? Oh, they filed out. It was amazing. Oh, yes. wow. They couldn't have just let that go? No. Someone said, fuck you to Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, as... <laughs> A bunch of like greaser Jehovah's Witnesses wow, came out. Wow, they were pissed. <laughs> but <laughs> they're, they're you didn't out. do that because... So you didn't become an atheist because... You you're like oh it doesn't make sense that there's a god you're just like I want cake I want cake and I hate this religion and uh, we weren't even allowed to do sports even though we did anyway and you're not allowed to stand for the pledge of allegiance um, okay one thing in their favor though there was a there was a pool a, a private pool uh, that you could uh, be a club uh, member of a club oh, oh, I'm sorry pool a club it was a country club in our in Devon called the Devon Swim Club. And there was a sign, this is like 1974, there was a sign on the entrance said, no coloreds. And the Jehovah Witnesses protested that, wow. which mm. that yeah. is in their favor. No, I, I completely- It's the 70s. I completely uh, support all, like, the good social things that, that religious yeah, religions, no, that religions do. That was a proud moment. Um, but the Jehovah's Witnesses do not allow uh, women to take uh, positions of power in the church. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. And it's, I mean, neither does the Catholic Church, but, it, you know, when these women knock on my door and like, you know, how can we leave these pamphlets? I'm just like, no, I don't support a sexist religion. And they get so mad. But a lot of religions are sexist. Well, I don't support them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I stand by that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if religion was as good at marketing towards children as like, cigarettes and bad things were they probably wouldn't lose so many people at eight like that's that's, it's interesting but like also so like innocent and pure to turn a child off to religion simply based off of the fact that they don't get birthdays but it makes sense that makes sense like kids in the catholic church bail all the time just because they're not allowed to be children and they don't like it yeah so they don't want to they don't want to do it. They look. They spend their entire lives looking forward to being old enough to say, "You're not in charge of me anymore." Like it's kind of like having like overly strict parents, and you're like, "Oh man, when I'm 18, I'm getting out of here." It's like they should be. I mean, I remember growing up Christian, and they were relatively nice to children. 
So like I thought that I was like chill until <laughs> I got into high school and I was like, oh, I don't like, I, mean, I don't like not this. nice to children, you know, like as a, as an organization. Oh, that pizza place. That, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Touche. <laughs> Too soon, man. Catholic kids, Catholic schools and stuff, they're just very strict and it makes just a lot of kids grow up with resentment towards Catholicism. The and Catholic yeah. Church in my town, St. Catherine's, were still hitting kids in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's bad. Uh, Jane writes in and says uh, regarding um, what we're talking about of like pe- people trying to find news stories that fit their narrative. And rather than searching for facts, she says it is confirmation bias. And that is the the psychological concept that we look for things to confirm our own beliefs. And it's been around for a long time. And look at anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's a perfect thing. Like, it makes sense that, like, I don't think that injecting my kid with, you know, 30 times before they're two years old cannot have, that must have bad effects on them. It, it it's the only thing that makes sense, but well, I mean that's the logic behind anti-vaxxers. Like, Are you an anti-vaxxer? Yeah, but hmm. that and you know, so you're like, okay, well, that might seem harsh, but if you've ever seen a kid with whooping cough, it is one of the most painful things to ever watch. Like it, I saw a video once of that. I'm just like, that is the most suffering. Like I, just seeing a baby just like unable to like breathe. Take, breathe. Yeah. Hmm. it's uh and it's just and it's horrifying but but. that baby wasn't autistic right that's true uh because it was dead yeah (laughs) it didn't have a chance to grow up enough to show the signs of autism uh so before the show i was playing a band called the drums they're an american band i think do you know the drums i do not they're sort of a retro sort of new wavy band Saw them once. They were great. They're some, they're awesome. Oh, yeah. Where'd you see them? At the Fonda. Music box at the Fonda. Oh, cool. Yeah. Were they what, headlining? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of headlining, last week uh, you talked about how your wife was opening for a headliner, but you, or per- potentially, but uh, for those of you who don't know, Scott is married to a comedian. <laughs> I claim the fame at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. We use it to market the last week's podcast, too. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm known as Maria Bamford's husband, but it's okay. I'm a painter and no one knows about art. So, um, (laughs) I just know what I like. There you go. Exactly. And your stuff. I don't like, I don't like (laughs) it's okay. I get it. Uh, whatever it takes. Uh, so did she book that job? She booked that job. She was opening for another Louis CK at the Dolby, uh, along with Ian Edwards, a great, a young comedian. And so she was middling. No, um, yeah, she was between Ian and, um, oh my God, another comedian who is wonderful. Robin Williams. No. He's dead, Mark. Oh, sorry. The ashes of Robin Williams. Also, Robin Williams didn't open for people. Oh, that's right. Uh, Glass. Todd, Todd Glass. Glass. Todd Glass. He is so hilarious. And I found out we went to neighboring high schools and graduated, both graduated in 1982. And I knew a lot of people he knew. And he seems like a nice guy. He is hilarious and very nice. Did, I mean, Maria must know him for... Oh, yeah. Maria's yeah. known him for a while. Yeah, and yeah. Louis was great, of course. Uh-huh. And it was about 3,400-seater. That and Maria is... only had to do eight minutes. Wow. That is fantastic. And Louis did maybe about an hour and a half or more. And was this all new stuff for, for him? Yeah. It was great. I mean, he, he is upset about things. It's awesome. Yeah. And I uh, also met Louis's 
agent, uh, Dave Becky, who was, again, a nice, really nice person. So she didn't know. This was, what, last Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Tuesday morning, she didn't know if she was going to go up. Well, on Monday night, they said, hey, would you like to do this? And then it wasn't sure if she was going to do it or not, because I'm sure they asked other comedians who would probably be more or less on board. Right. So I think they were hedging their bets on who would do it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, but still, when she got the green light, was she just all day just like trying to collect something? Or she uh, just she like- was already um, doing real well because she had just done that sh- uh, shot shoot shooting with your sister for five days. Right. But that was for an hour long special. Yeah. Right? So she had she had honed her uh, set really sharp. But so. she had an hour long set that she had honed really sharp. Yeah. But so, so then she, eight minutes. Eight like, minutes is just like uh, she, you know, she talked to her agent, talked to me and she knows what is the strongest jokes or right. what she wanted to present to um, uh, Louis C.K.'s audience. Right. And you know. and how'd it go? I think it went great. I yeah. mean, it's always funny because uh, I've been at a lot of her shows, obviously, and you'll see um, some people are just like not even reacting, but then after the show, they'll come up and go, that was the greatest thing I ever saw. And you're like, oh, okay. So you were looking at, that guy's not reacting. And then <laughs> no, he comes up. After, I cannot I'm help it. I'm keeping track of all the I cannot help it. I'm sorry, because uh, no. especially because I know her work really well. So I'm like, no, that was a great, that was a great joke. You should be laughing. Right, and then when he comes up afterwards, you're like, hey, you weren't laughing. Why are you complimenting my wife? Exactly. No, you better laugh. Uh, have you ever seen her bomb? No. Have, uh-huh. you, have, have you ever bombed really badly? Who, me? Yes, all the time. And does yeah. it, how do you feel? Um, I think I just get better every time I do it. But uh, I'm, I have I've been doing a year and a half. I mean, I have at least 20 more years. Do to- you get flop sweats when you start bombing? No, because I've never uh, featured in a show. I've only done done um, uh, open mic, so right. there's less pressure. I don't. No one's there. To, I'm like, I don't care if they like me or not. How about Cassandra? When have you ever bombed really badly? Mm, not really badly, but I mean, have I gone an entire five minutes with barely any laughter? Of course, I have. That's the that's the nature of this podcast. But I also think it's yeah. funny when you're not getting laughs. So to me, that's sort of funny because I know um, I'm just yapping away and no one's laughing. No, it's and... nice because you're like, fuck you. You have to keep listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like there's jokes that will work for one crowd that won't work for another. Yeah. And then you're like, why the, Why didn't that hilarious Fitbit joke yeah. work yeah. with <laughs> so, these people? Yeah. These people don't get. I was watching. I actually went to a show in Burbank at Flappers like two days ago, and there was a woman who I personally didn't think was that funny, but who crushed the Burbank audience. Yeah, and I was like, well, that makes sense, I guess. You're, I like, I don't, I don't think she would have done as well in Hollywood or if she was performing in like Eagle Rock or something like that. But with Burbank, she just destroyed. So, or yeah, you know, or even like bro humor that gets up there, and you're like, oh, why is this killing right now? Yeah. Or then you get up, and then you notice all the bros aren't laughing at you. You're like, okay, well, that's good that they're not laughing at me. Yeah, I watched that whole show and thought, this is why I don't usually do well when I perform at Flappers. Yeah, my I don't have Burbank humor. Do um, I need to develop some Burbank jokes? I also think it would be interesting to go up at the Apollo or yeah, because yeah, I know I would do really bad there <laughs> and that guy with the sock would come out and knock me on the head 
well, who's the guy with the sock? But isn't there a clown that comes out? I mean, like, a, like he maybe comes that's out. why you would do better than Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a guy he, to get you off stage if you're bombing. He comes out with a sock, like just like filled with things, and he hits you over the head, and then he kind of he makes makes you look like a fool. Oh, maybe uh, not. Maybe that's from Living Color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, I asked Scott think. last week what the first joke that he told that killed, and because uh, it was part of the the was that a softball I forget but yeah it was part of the softball all right so but that what hurt. was the first joke that you told that killed where you're like yeah we'll wait um I had a I had a joke about um that. I think this was to a Burbank audience that actually did kill to a Burbank audience. So maybe I was wrong about my jokes, but it was about how um, dogs and do- people treat dogs and children the same. And I have dogs. I said that the thing I prefer about dogs over children is that no matter what's wrong with them, I always have the option to put them to sleep. Nice. And that joke did well. But you told it differently than you did just. Of now. course I did. I'm not going to give you guys a show. I am entertaining. You got, the, you got the the setup and the punchline very quickly. Um, you're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I'm up there, I'm, I'm hey, again. Uh, you ever notice that I become Jay Leno? <laughs> 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 Trying to make a career. Giselle, by the way, is is uh, being a foreman, a construction <laughs> foreman today. Her little place really? is great. Yeah. She showed it to me a couple of weeks ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Why did you get to see it? Because I dropped her off at home. She oh. was like, do you want to come see it? And I said, of course I want to come see it. Oh, nice. Um, so there was uh, something in the news recently about uh, this Bernardo Bertolucci fellow. Are you familiar with the movie Last Tango in Paris? Yes. Mm-mm. Are you? Okay, so this is a movie from what the late 70s, I think it was. Mm-hmm. What, what year was it? Uh, I think it's 1971. Oh, 71? Yeah. Oh, geez, Louise. So, um, oh, 72, yes. 71, 72. So, uh, Marlon Brando play, it was 48 at the time, and, and he, it's basically about his, um, he was an American in Paris, him having this sort of weird uh, sexual relationship with a 19-year-old yeah. p- played by Maria Schneider. And uh, there's very, a lot of sex in it, and um 48 year olds having a relationship with a 19 year old yeah. so it's like uh, a woody five, allen, it's like a woody allen yeah. movie yeah so um and it's you've seen it right yeah i actually had a joke about it but i won't tell it anymore because of such what happens well now you have to tell it because we need to we what was the joke okay so i have a joke about how i i make jokes up way after the relevant so i had a joke about uh last time on paris and um Imperial margarine. Remember the commercial for Imperial margarine when someone ate Imperial margarine, a crown appeared on their a, head, a felted crown. Yeah. yeah so who's ever? Gonna I feel know like that? a king. Who's ever going to know that reference, right? Right. Certainly not the crowds at open mics because they're all half my age. So right. and most of them haven't seen uh, Last Tango in Paris. Anyway, so there's a scene in Last Tango in Paris where Marlon Brando goes, uh, "Clip your fingernails and get the butter." Okay. <sighs> so she does that. And I thought it'd be funny if they cut to the next scene. She's downstairs eating breakfast, and he comes downstairs wearing a crown. Right. And then he goes, I can't believe it's not butter. Right. <laughs> but I can't tell the joke anymore because it's <laughs> pretty horrendous. funny. So, and, yeah, what happens in the scene it's not butter. is he basically... <laughs> it was a good Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he pins her down on the ground, takes the butter, and uses it to to rape her. Um, and okay, yeah, and so it's a very uh, striking scene. Um, Why does he do that? Because he's an asshole. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. And so, in a 2007 interview, uh, Maria Schneider said that she had felt humiliated by that scene and a little raped by both Marlon and Bernardo Bertolucci, the director. And uh, she died in 2011. She had drug abuse problems, suicide attempts, all this stuff. I, I don't know if it was related to that, but she really she was only 19 when she shot this film. And then in 2013, Bertolucci came out and said that that he and Brando came up with the idea of using the butter for that rape scene uh, that morning. And they decided not to tell the actress what was going on. It wasn't in the script either. It wasn't in the script. Was the rape scene in the script? No. And so he, Bertolucci said in this interview or in this video that... Um, he said, I, I was in a way horrible to Maria because I didn't tell her what was, what was going on because I wanted her reaction as a girl, not as an actress. And he says, the, he says that he felt guilty, but he did not regret how, uh, how he went about the filming. So that, it was in, uh, I think that was in French or, or maybe it was Italian. That, it was a, a European interview, but somebody translated that and posted it recently. And then everybody went batshit crazy, uh, saying, and it is, it's, it's a horrific thing. Um, and so Jessica Chastain tweeted out, to all the people who, that love that film, you're watching a 19-year-old get raped by a 48-year-old man. The director planned her attack. I feel sick. Uh, Chris Evans, Evan Rachel Wood, all, all down the line people, uh, Anna Kendrick, they all came out just bla blasting um, uh, Berlucci for doing that. To be clear, they didn't actually, not that this excuses anything, but to, to, just so the facts are straight, it wasn't an actual, it was a simulated sex scene, but she was uninformed that she was going to be so brutally simulated. She thought she right. was just working with Marlon Brando and Marlon Brando was improvising. Right. And she, being a 19-year-old who wanted to work again ever in her life, yeah. wasn't going to argue. Right. And exactly. she said that, you know, in retrospect, she should have had her agent on set and some advocate for her. I mean, she was only 19 years old, first movie. And and it's just, it's, it's, here's why it's crazy. Uh, well, it's crazy because it's sexual assault. That's clear. But also... The whole idea of making art is sort of based in trust. And for him to, for Bertolucci to say, I want the reaction of a girl, not an actress, you, you are a director. You're directing actors. So you have to treat them as actors. With, and that, that involves a modicum of respect. Um, I don't know. What did you think of? Had you not heard this story? Mm-mm. Oh. Um, I mean, well, I've seen posts about it, but I haven't had time to read. Right. Right, cause because you I, have I a had a feeling it would where that was gonna go. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my brain for this. And because I know Marty's gonna bring it. Well, up. yeah, I mean, um, I've had enough anger. There's anger. There's something upsetting every day. So yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kind of like have to skip over some stuff sometimes so that I leave the house in the morning. Of course. Like, what? What did you? Did you have any thoughts about it? Oh, it's horrible, and. Um, 
I don't really like that movie anyway, but it's a, it's a kind of a boring, dull movie. And I think yeah. just because that there are, are sex sex scenes in it, it was an early X rated film. Yeah, that people go crazy over it. I love like more and more stories coming out about what a piece of shit Marlon Brando was. <laughs> oh, I I don't think anybody thought otherwise. Yeah. Well, I know, but people like idolize him. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of actors, the the really good ones who do really weird movies, are pretty fucked up. You know. Like yeah, he treated more. Rita Moreno pretty bad, where she was tried to commit suicide. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I I mean, shame on him for doing that, and shame on Bertolucci for for also. Um, is Bertolucci still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he, oh, he is? Yeah. Uh, he released a statement, I think, um, where, uh, shoot, I just had it. It's a statement just, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. I make a pizza pie. <laughs> I make everything a better. Okay. In a statement on Monday, the 76-year-old director said that he wanted for the very last time to clear up a ridiculous misunderstanding. We wanted her spontaneous reaction to this improper use of the butter. The mis- misunderstanding arises from this. People thought and think that Maria was not informed of the violence sh- that she was to suffer. False. Maria knew everything because she had read the script in which it was all described. The only thing was the, the only new thing was the idea of the butter. It was this. I learned many years later that upset Maria and not the violence that was in the scene and was envi- envisaged by the script. Well, uh, again, I think... There Too are, bad. Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, I think that because it, it's a r- really sensitive scene, like there's a scene in um, Parks and Recreation uh, where uh, Chris... Aziz Ansari no, no. rapes. Right, where Aziz Ansari <laughs> rapes John Ralphio um, <laughs> with butter, with olive oil. Hello, come on. Aww. It's the 2000s. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, the, where Amy Poehler opens the door and... Chris Pratt's character uh, is, is, naked. is naked. And, yeah. you know, in the rehearsals, he's got a little, you know, fake thing there. And then yeah. for the actual thing, he decided like, oh, this will be funny. So he was naked. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Amy Poehler opened up the door and it was a, that her reaction was real. And, uh, and that was the take that they used in, in the show. So, uh, and then... Chris Pratt received a letter from NBC saying, you know, this is, this is sexually inappropriate. This is not appropriate for the workplace behavior, so please cease and desist. Mm. Mm. So is what he did funny or, or inappropriate or both? These seem like different comparisons. Exactly, exactly. No, I totally agree. I, it's not like I want to see a dude's dick randomly, but... They're they've been working together for years. Right, and they're adults. Friends. There's trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a 19 year old girl on yeah. set mm-hmm. alone with creepy fucking dickhead Marlon Brando and some Italian director. Right, like Shauna, you know, who shot Maria's special. Yeah, yeah. You know, she worked on Parks and Rec, and she said that it was just like the best set, and everyone oh, was so nice there, and she had a great time. I, there. Yeah, I don't think that Chris Pratt would have done that if he would have. Thought, thought that that wasn't right. it, cool. The reaction was what he was trying to get was not one of I'm being raped by butter, you know, yeah. with right. butter. Like, and I think that's that sort of mini- like. And the thing is, like, it, when it comes to acting, we do tricks to to get where we need to get. You know, I'll think think about a dying. You know, putting my dogs to sleep if I want to cry. Yeah, I won't think about 
whatever i mean ideally if you you, you need to get to You're where i'm supposed to expose your tricks marty I, uh, that's my trick and that's why you've never seen me crying but nbc probably had to say that to protect the wholesome family entertainment Wait, say that again nbc probably had to make a oh comment. yeah well i just, think that i'm sure NBC they were just had to cover their, their asses yeah. Yeah. i mean and if, I'm, it's nice that they did that yeah and if a crew member was on on the set and they Maybe it was their first time and they yeah. were offended by that. But then. the thing is, he was just smoothed over down there. It was like a G.I. Joe doll. Well, that's... That was the, what was That's weird. all yeah, Hollywood we, actors. We're not talking about the fact I that Chris saw, Pratt doesn't have a penis. Yeah. Well, like, we all know that. It's just a stunt. Yeah. yeah, like a raisin. <laughs> I thought, is it smooth or is it raisiny? Well, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it depends how excited he is. <laughs> that's um, so gross. <laughs> Well, okay, so then there's the other instance. Uh, I mean, um, there are instances like where uh, it, directors fuck with, or actors fuck with each other, directors fuck with each other all the time. There was on. God, get off of those sets on the Ocean's 11, Ocean's 13, all of them. They I'm play so tap. many pranks. <laughs> oh, George, you got me again. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that was my Mad Damon imitation. Um, oh, Georgie, you Georgie. got me again. This will go right into extras. <laughs> of the DVD, oh yeah, of Ocean's yeah. Eleven, yeah, funny outtakes for the end credits. Yeah. Uh, Georgie, don't scare me. I'm preparing for the Martian. On the set of <laughs> of the Abyss, did you ever see the Abyss? James Cameron's Abyss. Of course you didn't. You weren't born yet. Well, um, nope, <laughs> I didn't. You were born then. What did it come out? Like ninety two or something like that. I was 94. alive. I so, was not watching movies, though. So at one point, you know, it takes place underwater. Ed Harris is swimming through um, to get somewhere to do some sort of adventure thing. And the the story is that um, uh, he, like, that he almost, almost drowned um, because the whole idea is, like, he was being uh, deprived of... He's trying to get from one side of the ocean to the other, whatever, the water part. And... Um, he was running out of air and they kept filming him and James Cameron wouldn't let him up. And, you know, and so the desperation that you're seeing on Ed, Ed Harris's face is real. And the story is that uh, Ed Harris punched James Cameron in the face after the, the take was over, wow. which I think is justified. And then he said, uh, he has publicly said that he will never speak about his experiences working on the film saying, I'm not talking about the abyss, abyss and I never will. And then uh, Maria Elizabeth Master Antonio, who's also in it, she said, uh, the Abyss was a lot of things. Fun to make was not one of them. Wow. Uh, and I guess James Cameron is famous for not being warm and fuzzy to his actors, but uh, it, that's wrong for the record. I have a James Cameron story. Go on. I was living in Hollywood. I was... Uh, unemployed at the time and I'm walking down Hollywood Boulevard and they're dedicating a star to someone. Mm. So I don't know who this person is. So I walk up to this average looking guy and I said, Oh, who's this star for? And he says, James Cameron. So I was like, Oh cool. I don't know who James Cameron is at that point, even though he had directed the Titanic, but I don't know what he looks like. So I'm standing in the crowd waiting to get a glimpse of James Cameron. And it was the dude I was just talking to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a good story. Yeah. Did, so did he then try to drown you? Oh no! And I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm never talking about the abyss. I said right <laughs> to his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you? Um, 
so Ken Loach, do you know him? Ken Loach? Yeah, he's yeah, the, the British director. British director, yeah. yeah. In the, the movie uh, uh, Kess, which is about... Yes, a, great movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So what, what's the movie about? It's about a boy and his kestrel. It's like a hawk and about his relationship with the hawk and in poverty in London, outside London, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and he's known for having these very gritty, very depressing movies. Yeah, that's a good one. Is it? Well, the climax of the film, um, like Ken Loach, the, 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 the boy was 14 years old. He said that, he, he told the boy before the scene, I guess this very heartfelt scene, he said that one of the three kestrels that he inter- interacted with during filming would have to be killed for one of these scenes. Oh. Jesus. Um, and they already had a dead kestrel uh, that they used for for that scene, but one that they didn't kill, but they told him it was one of, oh. one of the ones that he had interacted <laughs> with. Now, so... I, 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 I guess I don't know, like, th- there's a, a line, I mean, is, is that abusive, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if, to be clear, uh, the Bertolucci thing is 100% sexual assault. It's horrible. There's no excuse for it at all. Yeah. And, and, and you should treat your actors, especially adults with, well, actually, you should treat kids better, but um, adults, or everybody should be treated with respect and, and with some sense of trust you don't want to betray that trust yeah but it, what about for that uh i don't know i mean it's a great movie does that is that okay for good art to have to lie <laughs> like exactly. art is a lie did they tell him after the scene that the oh, I'm kestrel sure they wasn't did. dead? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I have no uh, idea. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. There's. I mean, I don't want to. You don't want to be a fucking dick, but also, like, you know, you're trying to get. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, in the animated feature Bambi, they actually they told Bambi that no, the actual mom died. Oh wow! So that's what they got the tears See out. That? Oh Jesus! Like, yeah. You know, in the Passion of the Christ, they didn't tell that guy that Mel Gibson had asked Jesus to strike him with lightning. They also didn't say it was a fantasy movie either. What? No, he didn't mention that. No, he didn't mention it was. Actually I thought it was under, a documentary. File under fantasy. Uh, oh Jesus! Like there are fun ones, like in the Alien, in, in the Alien, in Alien, uh, when John Hurt is has a thing spewing out of his chest. They apparently they didn't tell the the other actors like how uh, bloody and horrible it would be, and. They knew the basic outline, but they didn't know that the the level of gore that was going to happen. Oh wow! Because he wanted, and t- to me, that that I'm all That's for. That's worthwhile. Yeah. So I guess it's there's no like, well, I, the line is well before rubbing butter on you know just assaulting a woman with butter, uh, but that it, to me is is I'm, I'm all for that. That's that's kind of cool. Uh, but, like, do you, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you fu- ever fuck with actors when you're working with them? Me? Yeah. I'm not a director. No, but as another, as a fellow actor. Do I? Like, you know, I've seen, I know other actors who will try to, to make other people laugh on stage. Oh, sure. I mean, I do. Yeah. But because I do comedies. So right. do I improvise and try to make them laugh? Of course I fucking do. Right. But... Yeah. Like George Clooney. Right, like like the Clooney. I'm just like George Clooney. 
I've heard it before. I got movie star written all over me. McLoon. What? Oh, uh, it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodcast Radio Network. What? Wait. Oh. What? In what I'm doing, pantomime <laughs> on a radio podcast, you're like, what? Oh. 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 Uh, so, okay, what do I got here? Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you looking at? This is a weird picture of... Uh, um, Melania Trump. Um, I can't, I always get her name and Ivanka's confused. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know which one's the the wife. Yeah. No, Melania is the wife. It doesn't matter. He wants to fuck them both. I know. <laughs> Ooh. Zing. Mm-hmm. Zing. Um, what what about her? It's just a weird picture of her on Twitter. I, I she is a weird looking woman. Well, we don't need it insult her looks oh well i mean she's just kind of she has a sort of a a a creepy quality we don't need to insult her looks. well he's a hideous human being yeah he's a giant piece of shit i insult his looks all the time i don't care about his looks all right uh so she didn't ask for this (laughs) I, I, I have true. a. I genuinely believe that Donald actually, Trump's children and Donald Trump's wife did not want this. Actually, I'm sure if you asked Donald Trump, like you know, so how do you feel about the presidency? He would be like, I didn't ask for this. Yeah, I just want. I just saw an opportunity to get some press time. I just wanted to rile people up so I yeah. get my own fucking TV network. I was just trying to sell my brand. Oopsies. Yeah. Um. So, oh wait, you got to I miss Jeb Bush. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, so what about his looks? Mm. His looks are perfect. <laughs> his looks are everything I want in a man. And have you ever had um, any dreams with him? In I it? haven't been fortunate enough to have a proper sex dream with Jeb Bush. But I do make comic strips about it. Do you, uh, did you have a cell phone in, in high school? I had a cell phone in middle school. Wow. Really? I was one of the only kids in my class. There was me and then this other kid named Jordan, and I had a crush on Jordan. And so we both had cell phones, and we were like, oh, what is your what ringtones does your make? And then we would do ringtones together, and wow. it never worked out for me because I was His ringtones are so fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't think he liked me. Um, but I've had a cell phone since middle school. And did you have you ever received, uh, in as a, a pre-adult, do you ever receive uh, inappropriate photos? You're asking me if I've received a naked picture before I turned 18? Yeah. Uh, I don't know because by the time I was in high school, I think nudes just started becoming a thing. I remember being a senior in high school and having them have an assembly and tell all of us girls and boys if we're sending naked pictures to each other and our boyfriend or girlfriend is over 18 that they could go to jail so, by having wow. them so they were trying so you to, knew that back then well yeah they held an assembly about it because they they didn't want us to be sending um naked pictures back and forth i can't say whether i'm sure i've gotten i don't know i had a boyfriend so i i probably if had one i don't know oh no i i just don't know like so given that like that assembly worked on you then no i mean 
Oh, I guess it didn't if you had a naked photo of your, it, your I was I've never really been into that because I always, like, especially at that time, I was like, I knew that I wanted to either get into acting seriously or I wanted to get into politics. And I thought that either one of those is not necessarily good for me to start sending naked pictures out of myself. Um, so... I'm t- I, a critical thinker always. Uh, oh, that's good. Well, you did that. What was the thing called again? The 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 the, the, the Odyssey of the Mind, the Destination Imagination thing. Yeah. When I was like, yeah, when I was little. Uh, the thing with with the performing too. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. performing in improv and. Was and, wasn't it there a funny acronym, or is it just called Destiny of the Mind? LARP. No. Yeah, I was lying. I LARPed. <laughs> lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Oh my God, it's crazy. I did something in high school that had an acronym, but it what? wasn't like a funny one. Oh. It was just what? D-Task. That's pretty funny. Drama Teachers Association of Southern California competition. That's cool. All right. I go and fucking round up trophies for so, my school. So, like, there are just more and more cases of webcam blackmail. Are you familiar with this? Uh, I, I don't need... To, I, I have an idea of what it is. I mean, that's the thing that also stopped me from sending pictures um, in high school was that I had a feeling that I could not trust even my boyfriend to not show this to other people. And so in order to avoid that, I didn't do that. I mean, because it's... You know, there's a difference between sending something to a guy in his 30s and a guy in high school. Right. right. Guy, a guy in his 30s might have a little bit more chill. Might be able to keep it to himself. I don't think that's true at all. You never know. Never know. All right. Well, I've got... <laughs> I don't send out pictures. Yeah. Never have. Uh, yeah. We didn't have nudity back when I was No, growing. no, no, no. Oh, everybody not, had, not at all? Oh, everybody phones, had no like, nudity. That makes sense. The women had petticoats permanently on their skin yes. and then you had like those, on. those stripey um like uh god piece thing oh you had a cod yeah. piece i mm. call it nudity <laughs> 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 well there there was a guy in minnesota uh minnesota who tricked more than 155 boys into sending him news, nude pictures by posing as a female mm. and so he would entice these young boys because they wanted to get like because they're boys uh and what he would do is like he would get their pictures and then um like uh and then he would um say okay get their nude pictures and then um then say okay i will release these unless you come over and perform oral sex on me jesus yeah and then at least uh, two of those victims committed suicide. And, Whoa. Yeah. And so they finally it caught him. And, um, and they... Why uh, wouldn't they call the police? Because they were so ashamed. Yeah. I mean, th- this is the, the world that we live in where, where like, you can't be perceived as being, uh, like... Well, I'll, I think the it's part, partly naked and partly be, because it's another man. They'll be like, I, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I didn't send that man naked photos. Yeah. Or that I was suckered into this. Perhaps yeah. with a more open relationship with their parents, they can go, hey, <sighs> what happened? I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a girl. I know you taught me critical thinking. I'm living in this digital age yeah, and you yeah. didn't prepare me for this. No one's prepared for that. I look... 
at, I mean, even, I think I got in at the beginning and then I was able to get out before it got really like, I don't know how girls in high school can fucking handle it now because like just looking at Instagram and posting Instagram pictures of themselves that they hate and hating yourself so much. Um, and oof, I don't know. I'm I can't glad imagine. I didn't have to deal with it when I was a young man. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that, I think that's why it's got to be really tough as a parent these days. Oh, by, by the way, they, the man was caught and he was sentenced to 38 de- years and 38 degrees, 38 years in prison. But what about his swimming career? Uh, oh, oh, he could have been right. so great. I know. No, you know what? He was on. He wasn't white. <laughs> he was. No, he was. Uh, he was on the junior varsity team, so it's like, eh, it's all right. We, like, we, fuck we, you. We've got the varsity dude. He's fine. He can rape whoever he wants. Uh, Wee. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think that, like, from a parent's perspective, they think of being online as, like, a different, a separate thing than, like, real life. But for if you're a kid, like, your online life is such a huge part of what you what you do and what you are Mm -hmm. and so i don't think we can expect kids to stay off of web chatting and and snapchatting and all the other chatting rape chatting but well no they should stay off that but rape chat's not real no no that's well i'm I'm sure that there's a some sort of fetish porn site like rape chat yeah but so i i think we have to figure out how to manage or when we uh, you, you parents out there have to figure out how to manage the, that. And oh, by the way, if you're listening in uh, and, and you have like, and you're a parent, how do you manage the, your, uh, your kids in, in the uh, online world? Uh, Carrie Lynn mentions Black Mirror, which has um, an episode about uh, digital blackmail. So I'm, I'm very curious because like my sister, she wouldn't let her kids have a, a computer or well, they had a computer at like 12, but they wouldn't get a phone until she was 16. Eventually, she lowered that to 14. Hmm. And and I just think that that's like not letting them have it is not teaching them how to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that maybe an eight-year-old shouldn't have one, but when you they do have it, they need to like be seriously trained and on what what is good and bad behavior. I agree. Yeah. But I don't have a child either, so yeah. yeah what do you neither. do with What do you do with uh, Arnold and Betty? Um, they're two pugs, right? They um, they're teenagers. I, I've seen the show. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, Arnold and Betty are in the show, are they? I know. I was just you know, making it. No, I, it's Bert and Blueberry. Yeah, yeah. and Blossom and Blossom. Yeah. I was just under the impression that whatever yeah. I saw in that and show Blossom's was the real life. Blossom's played by a black pug, and she was just a little white pug. Oh, yeah. really emotional <laughs> scene when she dies. I cried. Yeah, yeah. She's just a little. They had awesome a little show. stuffed pug. Oh, geez. <laughs> laid there. Uh, if you want to uh, join in on the conversation, I opened up the Skype machine. So if you want to dial in, that's uh, in a podcast on Skype. I don't know. Do you use Skype at all? Nope. No. Uh-huh. Google nope. Hangouts. Anything? Nope. No. Nope. I uh, see you. See me. I barely uh, even do FaceTime. Oh, yeah, I don't even do you, FaceTime. I have too much shit to do. Like, yeah. I'll talk to you, but we're talking on my headphones because I'm doing six other things. I don't oh, have time yeah. to sit in front of a com- like computer and look at your stupid Who face. do you FaceTime with? I'll FaceTime with my sister sometimes, but oh, it's oh. usually well, maybe like once we're like, I decorated my room. Call me and FaceTime really fast. This is what it looks like. 
okay, call me back. Regular. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. It's never like. Yeah, I don't want you to see what I'm wearing. Uh, well, I mean, it's not even that. It's oh. just like, you know. When is your sister coming out? I don't fucking know. She got a boyfriend. She didn't come out this year. God, she sucks. She's probably gonna come out like next year. When did you I meet have her boyfriend? Birthday. Yes, I did. Did you do you approve? Yeah, he's cool. He's chill. V V chill. What's V chill? Very, Very chill. Oh, sorry, sorry. We have now. We're living in an age where it's shortened down to letters now. Yeah. So yeah. it's like he's chill AF. You know, chill as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Um, v chill. I'm I'm V chill RN. Vichel right now. Nurse? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Registered <laughs> nurse. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, that's your new right show. Right when you said Vichel, I thought vasectomy right, right. Oh, he can have sex without yeah. condom. There's yeah. that new that's medical show is. about the most relaxed and like understanding uh, medical uh, uh, caregiver. I'm Vichel RN. Vichel RN. Who has a high death rate. Violet yeah. Chill is the best nurse you'll ever get. <laughs> but you wouldn't know it by seeing her. Hey... It's so, probably just anxiety. Yeah. You're fine. It's just blood. <laughs> all right, no. I don't know on. whose blood it is. Okay. Could be yours, could be <laughs> his. It's all good. So I'll just... be chill RN. <laughs> chill RN. I went to chill university. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. It's never me. Uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, oh, yeah so. that is me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we only wow. have a couple in this week, but uh, we've received two emails from this guy named William Kanuski, who thinks that who has offered his his uh, post audio post production. Oh yeah, I services. remember his first one. Yeah, is this he, the second one? You this is the third one. So he he wrote. Um, he, he what thinks, did you write back again? Oh, I didn't write anything back. I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I I don't think that. Oh, he just keeps writing it? Yeah. Does so he listen to the podcast? No, because he keeps writing to Kevin Smith. He's like, Kevin Smith, I really like your show, Smodcast. It's got some great content. If you need help making this content okay, so better. What's the, the thir- I'm just waiting for them to start getting angry. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of. But, but it's like, you know, this is a cold call. So, And I don't know how he got this email address. If not by listening to the podcast. Are you sure we're not getting trolled by one of our listeners? Oh, I hope so. Uh, that's fine. Well, if so, well done. He says, hey, Kevin, at this point, I'm, gonna, and I'm going to assume a, improving your podcast po- post-production is not on your timeline for this year. Well, clearly, he <laughs> listened to this show because we have some uh, post-production problems. No, actually, not post-production. We just have some production, production problems. Production problems. P- please feel free to reach out if you have any questions about post-production or need help with any other aspects of your podcast. Thanks, William Kanuski. Do you ever hear that song by Eminem called Stan? Where it's like, yeah, so yeah. he's like reading the letters and then yeah. like, because Eminem is ignoring him and they're getting like worse and worse. Yeah, and then he's angry. like, I'm about to drive my girlfriend and my, and my baby in the trunk off a cliff. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of like what I want. That's like what yeah. the vibe I'm getting right now. Like, yeah. Hey, Kevin, apparently you don't care about it. It's like the <laughs> part in the song where he goes, hey, Hey, Slim, apparently you don't care about your fans. Yeah. I've tried to meet you and you were too busy. Let me know, though. Like, so post-production yeah. is, a, is a euphemism for fatherly love? Is that? I think that that's one of the goals in that song. It's mostly like he's, he's also a boy from Detroit who's suffering. 
uh, I relate to your songs. So yeah. it's like, I relate to your podcast. And I just want to help you. Going off a cliff. Out. I guess you don't care about the post-production yeah. audio. I got a bottle of Jack in the, in the passenger seat. Do you care about ambient audio noise or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty. And then, and then the end of it is one letter from Kevin Smith going, Hey, I'm so sorry I haven't gotten back to you. <laughs> been on vacation. If yeah, if you're yeah. like I've just been really busy on tour, but if you, you know, if you're uh, yeah. thinking about doing some stuff, maybe get some help, man. Like, you know, write me back. Love Slim. That's how that song ends, and you're like, he's already dead. No. <laughs> no. So that's how I feel Wait, like this is going. A, it's from a fan. To, to yeah, have you? It's it's yeah, the song is called Stan. Right. Yeah, and it, it's Stan is a fan then. Yeah, I okay, mean it is okay. Eminem rapping the whole time. Right, but right. He's like rapping the letters, 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 right. and then the end of it is like him going finally responding, being like, "Hey, man." And who sings the chorus to that? Who's that woman? Uh, Dido. Dido. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What is it? My chest gone cold. I wondered. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that Dido. Yeah. Um, Ray writes in. Good morning, everybody. Marty, I was wondering. How did your first Christmas tree turn out? Uh, it was great. We went to the, we went to Delancey Street. Delancey Street is an organization that's I think it's just on the West Coast. Are you familiar with it? No. It's like all. It's a, a they're an advocacy group for um, or and I guess it's more than an advocacy group. They're they're a community group to uh, rehabilitate or offer rehabilitation services for uh, ex-cons. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I didn't go to the right place. <laughs> we went to one on uh, Eagle Rock Boulevard and they had cons there. Tre- oh, really? Yeah. This was on over on Riverside. Yeah. I encourage anybody on the West Coast if you want to support a good cause. Uh, my friend's mother helped organize it and I think my mom worked with them too back in, when she was more politically active. You oh. rode all the way back from... Who's calling? Christmas tree. Hey, that's me talking. <laughs> hey. Ah, Jesus Christ. Darren. It's Darren Hustle yeah. from Wolf Amsterdam. Oh, hey. How, hey. How cold is it in Wolf Amsterdam? It is, you know what? It, it was colder yesterday. It's a little bit warmer today, by which I mean it's about like five degrees, something like that. So, Ugh. yeah. Uh, what's Fortunately, going- I'm inside and nice and warm. So, uh, good. And what was the last thing you put on the Tumblr page? Um, I think it was Meliana Trump's face for the last 18 years, which apparently just looks the exact same yeah. in every single photo. Yeah. I, I've never seen a wrinkle on her. I mean, good for her. I don't. What's her secret? What are all those needles? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, plastic, plastic surgery. I think yeah. it's her secret. Yeah. I mean, good it's for her. It's not that secret. Uh, so what's new in your world? What's, what's going on? Well, I hear you're in the market for some uh, audio uh, post-production. Um, <laughs> I think we found William Kanuski. Uh, <laughs> if it is a real troll, I'm begging this troll to start having this mirror, Just keep, the song stand, stand yeah, by Eminem. Keep going, keep going, keep it going. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed Cassandra's kind of rendition of the plot of the song Stan. I mean, yeah. that was quite interesting. That is, that's what it's about. I th- I'm going to listen to it in my car and I'm like, oh, I was very wrong. <laughs> this is <laughs> No, that's right. A- okay. No, you've got it right. You've got the plot right, yeah. Cool. Um, but I, because who knows hip hop more than the than me the, than you than yeah. than, you, than the youth except for Darren Husted. That's true. Uh, Wolf Amsterdam. So, uh, isn't Dido from your neck of the woods? She's from Kensington. <laughs> I mean, I I'm nowhere near London, but yeah, I guess. 
Um, well, to me, it's all <laughs> just from, it's all the it's same. It's all just London, and then the White Cliffs of. Can Dover. you see Big Ben from your window? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see my neighbor's garden, and that's about it. Uh, so, what's, uh, do you have a a Christmas tree? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not really a Christmassy person. Uh huh. Um, you know, uh, it's just me, so I don't feel the need. Because if I put the tree up, I've just got to take the tree back down. That's how I feel. Uh, yeah, and that's a lot of work. I mean, you've got a family now, Marty. So. Oh yeah. You should, you should make the effort. Yeah. I thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but we got a tree. It's a six six and a half feet tall, and mm-hmm. we got lights and some stuff, and so it's kind of fun. And uh, but let me finish Ray's question, and Darren, I think you will be able be able to have some insight on this. Uh, we okay. all he says we also got a live tree for the first time this year, and I must say I love the smell of the pine in the mornings when I pass it. Uh, so my question to you, Ray, is what are you going to do with it after Christmas? Is there a a, a plan, a life plan, uh, to to replant the tree, or do you just keep it there? Um, what do people do that? Can you replant, replant it? it? Well, he's he got a live tree. Oh, I oh. Do you think he it's like a, a real tree? Oh, I see a real tree. Not as opposed to a fake tree. Fake tree. Oh, yeah. I got a fake tree. I mean, a real tree, but um, we'll put it in water. I don't know how the, how well that keeps. It keeps it through the month of December. Okay, that's all I want. And then and then you throw it out in the street. Bye. Is it like one of those trees in Wizard of Oz where they grab the scarecrow? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You know you. are just come on one live of, tree yeah perhaps one of, one of the, the ones way, in lord S- of the rings scott scott saw talks. scott saw that movie in the theaters Wizard <laughs> oh. of <Oz>. boom boom <laughs> i don't know what exactly what year that is but i know that makes him 1938 yeah one of the greatest years in uh, american cinema yeah it wasn't even i remember nominated. it well <laughs> no it wasn't was it it wasn't nominated no. for best picture no mm-hmm. uh so yeah the smell of pine is awesome and and Ray is in North Carolina, where all shit's going down. They have a new. Uh, they finally have a governor there. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, the the old one finally conceded. Yeah. Um, realizing that getting less votes means that you've lost, which I think is a revolutionary idea in American politics these yes. days. Ow! Mm. Ow! Ouch! Yeah, I mm. guess um, you know the Austrian um, conservative right wing guy in their election, he lost. Yep. By the same proportion that donald trump won by or that's crazy. you know that's crazy but uh, so ray asks and this is this is good this is this will get us into the holiday spirit what are everybody's top three must watch christmas movies his are a charlie brown christmas scrooged and trading places uh okay charlie brown christmas um you've got the the wonderful sounds of um What's the guy's name? The uh, Vince Garaldi. Vince, Gar- yeah. Vince Garaldi, and uh, who's just a, a great jazz pianist and uh, and and he's a pianist. Pianist. <laughs> he's got a a, a raisin pianist. Um, and trading places, I have to say, is uh, is I enjoyed as a teen, um, mostly because I got to see Jamie Lee Curtis's gigantic boobs. Um, and that's kind of what I remember from that movie. And filmed in Philadelphia. Well, didn't register. Yeah, it registered with me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's a, there's a guy who gets uh, buggered by a gorilla. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And with uh, Senator Al Franken as one of the, um, oh, yeah. the 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 guys, right? Isn't he one of them? Yeah, Isn't he's Tom in, and Ray. Yeah, he's, I mean Tom and Ray, not uh, part, Tom. Part, part of the gang. Yeah, we were trying yeah. to 
do the whole thing. Alan, yeah. Alan what was his writing partner's name? Uh, Ginsburg. All right, sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Alda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Scrooged, which is the Bill Murray retelling of um, uh, whatever. Uh, the Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. Uh, uh, which uh, is a, a British author wrote that. Yeah, originally. <laughs> Reginald Von... No, yeah. Reginald Von Trapp. Nigel uh, Huffingworth III. Yeah. Do you know him, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I know Charles Dickens? Yeah, there you go. The that, was his, that was his pen that name, Nom de Plume. Um, what is your feeling about Scrooged? I have opinions about it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh... I only watched it once because I was dating a guy who liked Bill Murray, and I don't really care for that guy anymore. So now I genuinely don't care for Bill Murray. Oh, because <laughs> in of that, you, do you have an association with him and your Badness. your ex? Yeah, kind of. Oh. So I'm just kind of like, whatever. Sorry, sorry, Bill Murray. Darren, what do you feel about Scrooged? I love Scrooged. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I just, and I'm not really a fan of Christmas movies. I like all the stuff with the guy out of the band, who's like the taxi driver. Yeah. All that stuff. Buster Point, Buster Dexter. Point yep. Yeah. Of New York Dolls yeah. fame. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. I like I like when he's talking about the meat and he and he's like he's like crying and he's like, you know, the price of that meat today and he kind of it's just a stupid joke, but it always makes me laugh because it's like so silly that Bill Murray's trying to cover it with the idea that this meat that he was given as a child is somehow worth something. <laughs> I just I hate that final scene when they're all singing um you know, put a little love in your heart. It's just the most saccharine, yeah. horrible, horrible um, moment. And it ruins the entire movie for me. Mm. So sorry, Ray, but I do love Bill Murray. And, and there's some great actors in there. Um, um, what, so, Darren, what are your um, favorite Christmas movies? And tweet in your favorite Christmas movies um, right now, please. <laughs> Well, purely by coincidence, the other day I bought it on DVD because I realized I didn't own it. And technically speaking, I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but it takes place in a month where there's a lot of snow. And that's Groundhog Day, which is obviously another Bill Murray film. That's, that um, takes place after Christmas. Yeah. But yeah. I, the first time I ever saw it was a, like at Christmas. So I always associate it as being I, a Christmas movie to me. So Okay. Fair enough. Um, you know. All right. But any actual Christmas movies? I mean, I love It's a Wonderful Life because everyone does, don't they? I mean, yes, I hate it. I love it. Hate it. Never seen it. I saw it by myself at Christmas time, and it's like this. That is depressing. This, yeah, it made me mad. Merry Christmas, savings and loan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, isn't it building a loan? I mean, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's one you of don't days. argue with Darren about facts because Merry Christmas, if, Pizza, uh, Cosmos, Ping Pong, whatever you <laughs> fuck you call it, <laughs> Cosmos. Uh, okay, those are good ones, and I, Charlie Brown Christmas is great, and just that final dance scene is forever immortalized. Christmas in my story, mind. a Christmas story is great. Um, Let the right one. I in. mean, I also like Gremlins, but that leans quite heavily on its wonderful life. Uh, um, yeah, I love Gremlins too. Um, Let the right the, one. I love in. Gremlins. Two, Gremlins to a new batch. Um, <laughs> no, Gremlins is a good movie, though. Phoebe Cates' monologue about that. Have you seen no. uh, the movie? But so she has this long monologue that is, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but it's pretty ridiculous. And to their credit, to Joe Dante's credit, they do the same monologue in Gremlins to a new batch and for comedic effect. 
and it is hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about, Darren? Yeah, they wanted, and the thing is, the studio wanted to cut that that whole scene. And the studio was um, right. Apparently, Steven Spielberg was like, "No, no, no, we're keeping. We have to keep that scene in the script. Like that's <laughs> the, the most heart. important it's... scene." Both him and Jim uh, Joe Dante were like, "We've got to keep that scene." They were like adamant, and they really dug their heels in. And the original cut of Gremlins was like two hours forty. Jesus. So there was a lot that got cut out, but they were like insisted, no, no, we have to keep that that scene. That's really important. Uh, and they kind of knew it was ridiculous. It's hilarious that's why, that's... when you go back <laughs> yeah. and see it. Uh, Die Hard is another Christmas movie that is not really a Christmas movie, but do you have you seen it? I have. I have my favorites. Okay, go ahead. My top three. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Home Alone two. Okay, Lost in New York. Lost in New York. Okay, got to get the full title. With Donald Trump, I believe is in it. Oh, wonderful. Um, Love Actually is one of my favorite yeah, ones. Fuck <laughs> you. I've never said that before, but fuck you. That movie is horrible. Okay, so if some dude just showed up at your doorstep and I'm saying that the, and I'm the not, midge okay. the midge is watching is is cooking dinner for you and and just does like this so like gives you a bunch of cue cards. Okay, saying, like, so you're asking me if the midge's best friend comes to, who's who's Rick from The Walking Dead? Yes. Oh, really? It's the same actor. Oh, does that change anything for you? No. Um, <laughs> So if, if Rick I know from the Walking that that, Dead, almost every single storyline in that film is fucked. You've got <laughs> that. You've got the best friend who's in love with the woman. You've got um, Alan Rickman cheating on his wife, um, and uh, Emma. Uh, uh, yeah. What's uh, your face? Yeah. Thompson. Who, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Um, Darren's neighbor and. Then you have <laughs> upstairs neighbor, upstairs neighbor, and British then you actress. have Hugh Charles Dickens downstairs neighbor. The only one that kind of is like okay is Hugh Grant's um, thing with his intern, where he like hunts her down. But like even that, like they spend the whole movie like calling her fat. And then there's what's the other ones? There's um there's, there's the girl who's in love with her coworker, but has the brother who's like mentally unstable, so she can't. She always has to answer their phone. And there's Martin Freeman and the Gavin and Stacey girl. With the, yeah, the, that one's a good one. A I like one. that, that one. And then there's um there's the the kid who plays the lobster in the in the nativity scene. And then there's Liam Neeson whose wife is dead, and he's helping that little kid. Um, fall in love with the the singer girl. That one's nice Ugh, too. So horrible. That movie. See, yeah, and the other one, my other favorite Christmas movie is Bridget Jones's Diary. So it's okay. these two like shitty British like movies that just I just fucking love them every year. Every year watching Love Actually and being like pieces of shit, but it's such it's so much fun to watch. Never seen it. Uh, Love actually is great. It's terrible. It's <laughs> Darren. Break this tie. Awesome. Break this tie. Love actually. Uh, one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are all wrong. Oh. I don't give a shit. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Okay, so you got Love Actually, um, Home Alone, Home Two, Lost in New York, and then Bridget Jones's Diary. I, I don't have a problem with Bridget Jones's Diary. The first diary. one. I don't remember it, but um, it's another movie where they spend a lot of it talking about how fat she is, and then, um, yeah, do we go Colin uh, Hugh Grant in both? And Colin Firth. Colin Firth in both. Oh, Jesus. Col- right. Oh, oh, Colin Firth's thing in Love Actually, where he falls in love with um, his uh, Italian maid and like 
learns. He doesn't speak a word of English, and he doesn't, he speak, doesn't speak a word of Italian, the, and yet they magically the fall in love. The foundation of a good relationship is no speaking, because love is greater than that. Love is the communi- the, the language of love. It transcends actual verbal communication. When he when he's driving her away, and they go to the airport, and like they're both telling each other, like I have strong feelings for you, and I love you, but they're saying it in languages that neither of them understands. So they just leave, and then he goes and he hunts her down, and then. <laughs> Jesus he goes Christ. and tells her in Italian in a in a busy restaurant that she works at that he loves her and the whole oh, family is there oh. and like everyone follows. It's so I'm going stupid. to kill you. It's so stupid. I'm gonna uh, watch it when I get home. Tyson mentioned Die Hard, Die Hard Two. Bearded Baca said that all of the other reindeer, silly animated movie about a dog that thinks they're they're a reindeer. Love it. Okay, that sounds awesome. Hmm. Uh, Chris Miller mentioned Die Hard twice, and. Uh, Jane said, "A Christmas movie. Uh, her Christmas movies are A Muppet Christmas, mm-hmm. A Muppet Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and I think you see a pattern." Um, what is a Muppet Christmas? If I know Muppet Christmas Carol, I don't know a Muppet Christmas. Who's calling you, Darren? I don't know. I'm going to ignore it. Oh, and then Jenny. Have a landline? No. Yeah. You do? I do have a landline. <laughs> yeah. Jesus what are you guys doing over there in well, Europe? Well, you know, with your landlines. <laughs> Dickens insisted that. Everybody get a landline in the has, building. Darren has a rotary phone. Yeah. A phone call from the past. <laughs> <laughs> the past um, is calling and telling me that you're paying too much for your cable every month. The, uh, when people see 1990s calling, that's literally what they're doing right now. Yeah. Tyson mentioned uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Jenny Marie, her mo- favorite movies are Die Hard, Home Alone, and The Family Stone. The Family Stone is like this ridiculous um, sort of uh, like Nancy Myers, like you know, Christmas white people gathering in a in a place. But I actually like it too. Jenny Marie, I'm I'm on your team. Um, what about you, Scott? Um, I mean, uh, any of those TV show like Re- Rudolph Rednose Reindeer, the anime mm-hmm. Rankin ones? and Bass. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Those are what remind me of Christmas. But as I said, I didn't celebrate Christmas as a child, so I don't have a lot of uh, nostalgia towards mm. that. But I did think of uh, Let the Right One In because it just has snow, so that equates Christmas for me. Now, that one versus Let Me In, the American one, do you have a preference? I like the I like them both. They're both but very good. I had good. an interesting experience when I saw the Swedish version. I saw it at a theater on Beverly and the heating wasn't working. <laughs> so we were watching the movie and it takes <laughs> place in the snow. So we literally saw our breath the whole time and they offered us uh, our money back if we didn't want, but everyone was just kind of psyched because it was virtual reality. We could see our, That's cool. our, and it was freezing and it was kind of, everyone's sort of laughing. That is great. Yeah, that's so funny. That is so they awkward. should have made you pay extra. They should have gone, yeah, it's like, it's like a 4D yeah. experience. And then so the, the apocalypse now, they, you have to watch it in July with the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh <wonderful>. god <laughs> so it was a win situation uh yeah that's i'm trying to think of anyone fargo but, has snow so i think i think of christmas when i watch fargo i guess but going back I, to mean, I, K- I really enjoyed the uh the david fincher uh girl with a dragon tattoo which i think does take place over christmas but i also saw on boxing day so Oh, I always associate it with Boxing Day, not Christmas. What's Boxing Day? It's a day after Christmas when all the rich people box up their old shit and give it to the help. 
Or uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I think Great Judge Christmas Reinhold movie. is a Santa Claus at one point, isn't he? No, he's a pirate. Ah, same he's, thing. He's working at that pirate <laughs> fast food place. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doesn't anyone knock anymore? Yes. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, uh, all right, Darren. Um, do you have Christmas plans? Uh, not really, no. I mean, I'll probably just stay in, in the warmth. Uh, um, that sounds wise. No. Figgy pudding, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I'll have figgy pudding. Um, oh, and then I, Tyson also mentioned Rare Exports: A Christmas Tale, which is um, a, a very good one. That's about these these uh, sort of Krampus-like Santa creatures, Santa oh, elves. Krampus was fun. Oh, was it? Yeah, I saw yeah. that one when it came out like oh, a couple years ago with, or last year with Adam Scott. Adam and, Scott, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, all right, Tyson, I'm going to let you go. So I'm going to open the line for anybody else, but we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. okay. Bye, Tyson. That's great speaking to you. Thank you, Darren. Okay, bye. Darren, Dar- Dar- I called you Tyson. Dude. I was like, I've been calling him Darren the whole time. He oh, said sorry. this was sorry, Tyson. Sorry, Darren. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Uh, okay, so next email is from... Oh, and by the way, Ray, thank you, Ray. Uh, love your emails, and I will... I... Uh, I, maybe I need to see Scrooge again. Maybe I'm just a Scrooge. It's not a bad movie. Okay, I'll, I'll give it another chance. Just remember that some fucking dickhead out there likes. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn writes in. Okay, guys, enough Trump hate for now. How about some Christmas hate? Carrie oh, Lynn. Opposite. We need to give Carrie yeah. Lynn her own rant. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel? How do you deal with family members who inform you of what they want for Christmas before you fucking ask? I have cousins who dropped me a list the day before Thanksgiving. I immediately wanted to send them invites to the Church of Satan. Just send them the, the Church of Satan Bible. As a grown up, do, uh, do we really need to buy other grown ups gifts? I'm single and end up spending about 50 bucks a couple. Last year, I got a $15 Starbucks gift card from one cousin and a coffee mug from another. I don't mind buying gifts for people uh, I like, but Trump voters, I mean family members, who send me lists before Thanksgiving, fuck that. I'm over Christmas already. I told them I prefer not to buy um, for each other this year and focus on getting the parents something nice since they are all retired now. I got no response. P.S. I'm not a total evil bitch. I like buying for their kids and always do. My family has a uh, secret Santa situation worked out, and so that we're how, not. How many years have you done that? Uh, probably like, I mean, for my whole entire life, they were doing secret Santa the adults, and then once me and my cousins became adults, we did our own like private one. Um, and then now I think everybody's involved in the one. So it's been forever because we can't afford, no, you can't afford to buy every single person there a gift. You buy gifts for the kids and you buy, and then we all do secret Santa and then you buy gifts for your immediate family, like grandparents, right? you know, aunts and uncles. But like I, I come from Hispanic family. There's a hundred right. fucking cousins. Right, like right, it's just right. impossible. So who'd you pick this year? I'm actually not in it cause I'm not going home for Christmas. Oh, but nice. so that's, tight yeah. and it's good because nobody has to worry about getting me anything right, right, right. so our family has an absent santa you don't show up and that's it um what about you and your wife no we um yeah we're doing christmas we have trees 
a tree a tree where'd you get your tree oh we got it on um eagle rock and they have the uh, ex-cons there and the funny thing was uh we had given them our credit card and then uh we couldn't find our credit card and immediately we're like uh do you have our credit card uh and the guy's like no i don't have your credit card so we're like oh fuck where are we going to where is it? Um, and of course, this guy has tats all over his neck. And we're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And as we're walking away, kind of like, uh, uh, we see the credit card on the floor, on the ground. <laughs> so immediately, we're, we were like apologizing. You apologized? <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. But then I was like, why? I was like, oh, I don't know why we apologized. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it was obvious why we apologized. Because immediately, like, what are you doing with our card? How much was your Christmas tree? It was like $35. Really? Yeah. How tall is it? It's like I think it's like four and a half feet. Oh, oh. so it's a petite one. Are you guys yeah. getting a Christmas tree? Did you get one? I yeah, I have I have a Christmas tree at my apartment, and I have a Christmas tree at the Midges place, did, my did, future apartment. Did you get but one? Did you get them both yourself? Yeah. Aww. It's been a pricey Christmas for me. You're, but you're what a delight. Yeah, well, because I have a holiday party that I throw at my place, uh-huh. um, a girls only holiday. I'm party. busy anyhow. Thanks. Whatever. And then, huh. um, but I went to Lowe's for both. I didn't mean to. No, it's, I, I don't, I, I only did it just because, I don't know. Well, I went easy. to a place in Echo Park and it had a current con vibe. So oh. I decided, <laughs> so I was like, I think that I'm just going to go to Lowe's because I just got, I got, we got the midges tree in Lowe's. So I was like, whatever, it's the prices are fine. And so it was like 40 bucks a tree split between people. Oh, that's, that's all right. Yeah. So it was, it was fun. They're both trees are like five or six feet tall. Nice. Um, but re- in regards to Carrie Lynn's oh. thing, I, I think that you're like, I've always thought like, you know, I end up, you know, my family, Scott and yes. And, You've seen their Christmas tree before. Yes. And it's kind of obscene, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's like, you know, my sisters are, they, they're well off and like, I can't afford a ton of gifts for them. So it's like, well, if I, I get them a $60 thing, it's going to be something that they don't need or don't want it. Any, anything that they need or want, they're going to just buy, you know, themselves. So like they don't need it. like I I don't understand fashion. I can't get them clothes or anything like that. So um, I just get them a uh, uh, their daughter's um, a gift certificate from Permanent Records. Oh, that's they good. like records. That's a good oh, one. Which is a good thing. All right, maybe I'll get it from Gimme Gimme Records. Oh, even better. Yeah, or as good. Yeah, Mount Analog's good too. Yeah, well, I just know the owners there, but. Um. <laughs> Dan, Dan's a nice guy, Dan and Jennifer. No, he is very nice. Yeah. Um, I don't mind getting when people send me specific lists of what they want. I almost, honestly, at this point in my life, I've got too much shit going on to come up with personalized gifts for all the people that I do actually buy for. So if someone is like, hey, I go to the gym four days a week and I would really like some wireless headphones and these are some off of Amazon that are only 35 bucks. I'd be like, thank you so much for telling me that. Yeah. I will get you this because, well, but like, so Carrie Lynn's problem sounds more that she's having to buy things for people she doesn't want to buy for. Like, cause I want to buy for certain people. And if those certain people tell me exactly what they want, fucking sick. Get like the only person I feel like I put have to put any true thought in is 
the midges gifts. And even then right. I'm kind of like, but what do you want? Right. But, but I still can't find a seven maids of milk and eight. That, I've never eight. been able you, You've to only get been able far. to find one. Yes. And it's like, ah, oh, do you have any yeah, sisters or friends? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I typically stop at five golden rings because I'm like, the price of this is only going this up. This is bullshit. Yeah. 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 Partridge in a pair of trees, it. But what the hell are you guys going to do with all these birds? Yeah. What'd you do with them last year? Exactly. Well, to what you're talking about, like my sister will be like, oh, I, I need a pair of headphones. And I'm to my to that. I'm like, well, then fucking buy some headphones. You know, it's like 50 <laughs> no, bucks. It's like 40, I mean, 30 bucks, whatever. It, it starts Here's a Dixie towards, cup. It starts getting towards December and you're like, well, then I will ask her. It's like, then is there something I should buy? But I, I don't know. I think it's fun to. It, oh, here's the thing. If it's someone very close, like a midge, mm-hmm. if you have a midge in your life, mm-hmm. we all should, mm-hmm. uh, then it's fun to think about it and surprise them and right. to come up with it. But it, it is a lot of effort to do that for your vast family, at which point then you can ask them. But for them to, the day before. before yes, to make, to the assu- make the assumption, assumption right. that's annoying. The day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. No. Wait till I, Black Friday, you know? Two days. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, if you want to get the deals, you have to wait till midnight. Oh, that's, so that's right. right. That so they know. were doing you a favor, Carrie. Send it at the at midnight on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. while you're waiting in line. Uh, while they're like, waiting in line, you give it to them. And they're like, "All oh, this shit's on fucking Amazon. I don't even have to be here right now." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a a very well. This year, actually, we are doing Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll buy stuff for the girls and. And then, but I'll only have to buy one present. And Secret Santa, you can put more thought into. I can it's put just more thought in, and I will spend more money on it. But they're basically their philosophy is like, okay, well, I'll take all the money I would spend on all the gifts, and then put that into one gift. I'm like, that's a fuckload of money, like, right? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just gonna do the biggest macaroni mosaic ever. Also, dried <laughs> macaroni mosaic. Carrie, a lot of people are doing a thing this year where their um, their gift to their because she mentioned Trump voters, I believe. Uh, a gi- their gift to their Trump voting family is donating to charity uh, yeah. in their name. And Ooh, probably, I signed and up for possibly. a membership for the ACLU. Here's your, here's your card. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I donated to Planned Parenthood in your name or I donated to, you know, the Dakota Access Bible. I did this for you in your name. Right. Yeah. Instead of buying you a gift, yeah. we gave the money to someone who needs yeah. it, yeah. especially now. Yeah. And then, and it doesn't have to be necessarily political, right? It can it can be just no. a good place, you know. No, but I mean, it becomes political, right? Because, right? Why are you giving my money to American Muslims when I wanted to right. get this thing, this <laughs> a site this for thing my made shot. in China, which my, I hate, right? But desperately want that. Um, my sisters will ask me what I want, and and I have. I mean, I have. I have everything. Well, I don't have everything, but I'm just like I'm. You know, I, I buy stuff when I want it. I so, buy stuff when yeah, I want it. Most and, people do. And so I'll, I'll just say, "Well, donate some money to to some place," and they'll be like, "Okay, but what else? What, what do you want?" We want you to have something to open. Yeah, well, I can open that in an envelope. But I am grateful. But then, honestly, when I moved here, uh, I found two boxes, and one was like like just little presents that were given to me from last Christmas. Mm-hmm. That, that you just, didn't open? No, that I opened, oh. but just put in a box because oh. I didn't want or need them. Wow. And it was, I, I, I was grateful for them, but I don't know what to do with like, you know, weird ornamental soap. and. I, that's what I do. I always find boxes of fucking soap. Oh. And then I, the other box had a bunch of presents from the year before. Oh, wow. 
And like, and like, there was a shirt in there that I would never wear, and I, I should have. Is there anxiety it. related to these gifts? Like, oh, why would they give me that? They don't know me. No, this is my family. My I know, family. but sometimes I have anxiety. Oh, they don't. They'll really buy know me, me luggage. I'm like, why would they get me luggage? Yeah, there's sometimes like that, but I'm used to it. My mom thinks I like that. Like, I like really big, bulky sweaters. And when have you guys ever seen me wear a sweater? <laughs> I don't know, but pass those things my way because I like I like me a big, bulky sweater. Oh. Um, all right, will do. Uh, okay, so Carrie, I hope that helps you. Um, Make then, a bunch of donations, $15 for each. Yeah. And fuck their stupid lists. Yeah, fuck their stupid lists. Unless, I mean, yeah. And maybe then if you do that, they won't send you lists next year. Chris Miller says, I buy people, I buy, I buy people, I buy gifts for people I like. Although as a guy, it tends to be... Um, Better to never get female friends in relationships gifts. All right. That's good. Why? Because uh, well, I guess it makes... The boyfriends jealous? Yeah, well, fuck that. Yeah, give, give presents to whoever you want. Uh, Jane said that uh, to Carrie Lynn, no, you do not need to buy gifts. We have rules. Uh, we have a rule. Once, as a, once a kid is a teen, relatives are not expected to send gifts. Yeah. And then Carrie Lynn says they veto Secret Santa and or White Elephant every year. They suck. It's because they want shit. I mean. I don't understand. Yeah. White Elephant's the best. That's what I do at my holiday parties. Cause, oh, yeah? Because that's, I mean, it's really embracing the fact that you get shit that you don't need. White Elephant, you just put in something insane. Yeah. Or sure. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could put some cool stuff in. But... It could just be a central Santa. Uh, just all just like massage oils yeah. on, and sex, sex toys. That's what, yeah. my, I have all girl holiday parties and I feel like our white elephants, like I've had girls come to my party and then leave and go, I was so naive. I put together like nail polishes and stuff and everybody else brought dildos. <laughs> <laughs> How could I be so? I don't even know what it's going to be like this year because everybody's a repeat, a repeat holiday party. So I'm probably going to have filthy fucking white elephant. I'm very excited. That's awesome. <laughs> it's are you fun. Gonna, are you going to have Giselle over? Uh, dirty no, you should be young people. Oh my god, that's dirty terrible. elephant. Um, and she also she she's not a dirty minded person. I know that's not she a would, She would be so. Um, she would cringe at that. Uh, Jenny Marie says that she gets. I'm trying to avoid making Giselle cringe. Yeah. Um, oh, it's bad. Uh, that German lady? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Were you just making eyes at the German lady? Nice. Jenna Marie yeah, said that cool. she gets uh, Dunkin' Donuts gift cards from everyone. Do I drink too much coffee? Do I? Is her response. <laughs> and then Carrie Lynn says, imagine people you hate telling you, yeah, this is what you can purchase for me. That's what her relatives sound like. You know what I would do if I was Carrie Lynn? I'd go on vacation on Christmas. <laughs> Send them photos. Yeah. Um, I'm for that. Because that's what's like pretty tight about being an adult is you don't have to like go do stuff you don't want to do anymore. So here's some homework for people. Um, no. No, it's simple because... Homework? <laughs> we're approaching the end of the year. We're approaching the end of the year and just think of... Uh, and we won't talk about it now. What we're, are you thankful for? No, I just want the... <laughs> we already did that. <laughs> best movies... TV shows and whatever's be your best of list. What was the best of the year? And for I know 2016. Um, oh, uh, for 2016. Yeah. Oh, and for you, 1939. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a tough list. 
and <laughs> make sure you do it on a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be authentic. <laughs> Take pencil in hand. Yes. Um, Got a, the perfect feather to write. Yeah, this. quill and ink. <laughs> and Chris says, "Can I have whatever people give you?" Well, this year I'm gonna get one present, so that's gonna be good. And uh, and then I guess um, Darren tweeted ab about uh, how everybody's giving the Planned Parenthood uh, donations in Mike Pence's name, yeah. 72,000 donations. That's nice. great. That's awesome. I wonder I wonder how he feels. <laughs> I wonder if he feels. But like, I wonder what his actual response was. It's to probably the same shit that he said when he got booted Hamilton. He's like, these are just people exercising their First Amendment. Yeah. But, but that's a... That's a good response. It's better than Donald Trump's response. Um, Calling us clowns. Yeah. 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 I don't think he actually, he calls us losers. I call him a clown, my bad. <laughs> Me and Donald Trump are becoming one person. Oh my God. I get you mixed head. up so, so much. It's only because of the hair that I can tell you apart. Yeah. Yeah. My hair is different than his. <laughs> but uh, I also have big mushy pictures that I don't like of myself. <laughs> big mushy pictures? Mushy. Mushy? Where I look like, what did SNL call them? A bowl of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Uh, with lots of butter. Uh, I think we'll wrap up now. Do you have anything you want to plug? I'm, I'm going to be in a play. Oh, what's, do you want to? There's no point. Okay. I'll talk about it later when it's become like more relevant and like, how did you, to, how did you get involved with it? Um, the director is a friend of my uh, acting coaches. So there's actually three of us from my class that got cast in this play. Um, which is great because I have some friends in it and I'll have to meet new people. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's about the Woolworth Spork boycott in 1960s. So nice, relevant, racist play. Um, gonna be not funny. So not my normal, wow. not my normal go to. What's your, where's your, what acting class are you in? Really? All right. John Robert Powers. <laughs> All right. If anybody no. wants to act with you, just join that class. Do you like it? That was a joke about John Robert Powers. I don't know who that is. Oh, it's like a it was like a huge like scam thing that everybody like oh. knew about. Oh. Who that? I was like, who? Who is this? No, no. Okay. Whoops. Oh, do you like your class? I do like my class. Her name is Joanna Sanchez. She's a coach. Oh, nice. She's That's great. Good. I've known her for a long time. I'm thinking That's I need pitch. to be back in class. Uh, Scott, don't quit your day, day job. Ooh. Yes. Whoa. Uh, no, yeah. I was. Do you have any paintings to pitch? Uh, no, I'm working on them. Yeah. Cool. And I'll be appearing on the Nooner podcast. Okay. And Ooh. Little Beast tonight. I'm going to Little Beast restaurant. Just, just for dinner? Yeah. Uh, this episode brought to you by Little Beast restaurant for all your holiday culinary <laughs> needs. Chef, Chef Sean will cook you up a fine meal there. It's actually a great restaurant. I've heard oh. about it on on lists. It's good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're they're great. Um, okay, guys. Uh, we're sorry we're ending on just like what five minutes early. Six minutes. Six minutes early. But uh, come up with your lists. Uh, fill our sack. That's noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. You know, always... doing lists right now. Oh, is next week our last week until the new year? No, but we can talk about it next week. Are you doing a party? Yeah, we'll party. do a party. Are we doing a party? Yeah, we're going to do a party. We'll we'll schedule this offline and not do it on you the You don't want to talk about it right now? 
Okay, let's let everybody bring up their calendars. No, no, no. I have my rehearsal schedule. If you want. Okay, good. But I only know like two weeks in advance. Okay, well, it'll be within two <laughs> weeks then. How's that? So within two weeks, we'll have a weekend uh, shindig of sorts. We'll try to get Casafracas, and he we invited him today. He couldn't make it. Um, uh, what's Vivian been up to? She's working over at AFI, so she's oh, been very she's, busy. But she, right. but she'll probably come to the party, and then maybe once AFI is over, she'll be able to start coming on the podcast regularly again. Okay. Um, oh my God, the Vivian show is on the tenth at IO. That's what I should have plugged. Are you in it? I'm always in it. Okay, so then we can. And you're doing stand up? No, I I am a ridiculous character of myself, and I go and I ruin the show and I heckle. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I would love that. But I'm busy. Yeah. No. I normally get really wasted before the show and then play a drunk person. So oh, play in quotes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, all right. it's an awesome show. And you have you're gonna you're still um, recovering. Yeah, I'm still recovering from a dental implant. All right, and, and you're going in for the second time tomorrow. Yes, and what no, is, like eighth time tomorrow. And what Holy is your shit. plan? Uh, they're gonna check it out, make sure it's not infected anymore, and maybe yank it out to the rest of it tomorrow. And is it just, are they going to put in? I think I'm just going to get a bridge. I don't care at this point. I don't want to implant. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. That we'll, we'll get an update Yikes. ASAP, people. And in the meanwhile, we, we will see you next Tuesday. Nice. Bye. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.